Um, Diamante, it's a pleasure uh, to have you at ATM with the Global Loyalty Organization. Um, um, you've been a Chief Commercial Officer of Kempinski Hotels for some time. Yes, yes, I have. And it's a pleasure to take interview with you. Thank you so much. Uh, we would love to know your uh, insights on where Kempinski brand is now, what are the milestones, where it will uh, be in the coming two, three years. So if you can just give us a brief um, uh, overview of the journey and uh, your expectations. Well, thank you. I mean, we absolutely love our beautiful brand. We are single, luxury, European, and that is really what we stand for. 80 hotels globally, about a third of our portfolio are in uh, China, Asia, a third in Middle East Africa, and a third in Europe. Truly global. Yes. We started 126 years ago, and it is a true and authentic heritage with Bertolt Kempinski, who started in Berlin. So we talk about being great hospitality providers and really caring about our guest. Everything we do is central to who the guest is and what they want from us, a very bespoke approach. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, obviously, 2023 was a fantastic year yes. for the industry. Yes. Uh, some call it recovery, revenge travel. Right, right. Yes, we saw that. We did. Um, throughout 2022, we really saw that business climb back. We were so excited about the growth in average rates. I think guests realised that to spend the right amount of money for that right amount of service and to know that they were going to be looked after after such a long time of not travelling, uh, it really worked for us and we were so very privileged to have them trust Kempinski. 23, it's, it's changing. Uh, you know, we're seeing corporate travel return. We're seeing corporate travellers really want to do leisure travel. And what I mean by that is leisure and corporate together. Nobody seems to be just doing business or just on holiday. You just go in the new term. Pleasure. Pleasure, you know. Yes, that's really good. Really good. Um, and as long as we're listening to our guests, this is what we must do to ensure that we're delivering on exactly what they want. Brilliant. Um, 2024 will bring some uncertainties. Yes. What do you expect? Do you expect still a bit of pent-up demand to continue? Or do you think some of the worries about the inflation, the um, uh, economic slowdown possibly mm -hmm. in the US can affect us? You know, I think we need to be cautious and I think we need to read the signs of what the economy is doing and what certain key markets are doing about outbound travel. It's no secret that most of us luxury hoteliers rely on the American traveller and, of course, the Middle East traveller. Uh, so we want them to be returning to our hotels. But for me, 2024 has such promise because we want to welcome back the Chinese traveller. Yeah, and they haven't even opened up. And I wonder, really, if, if we've even seen revenge travel until we have the Chinese return. So, you know, when we uh, understand what they want to do and where they want to go, uh, I'm very positive about 2024. Uh, but, you know, we watch what the signs are for the economy and we act accordingly. Brilliant, brilliant. Maybe it will balance out, you know. The Chinese will come and they will take the uh, estafette, you know, the, the, the call from Americans. We'll see. I mean, I, I also think certain parts of the world uh, really enjoy certain relationships with customers that won't change. Um, you know, they always want to go back to Italy. They always want to return to Switzerland. 
and you know we have beautiful properties there Vienna and Germany and, and you know so we feel very confident about those places too brilliant brilliant um, COVID uh, mm. pandemic significantly changed customer attitude yes of, you know actually the even customer perception of experience what yes. they expected yes uh, what uh, do you see now how the customer demands the customer expectations from the brand changed from what was pre-COVID yes I think that they expect really clear communication. They want to know exactly what they're going to get when they come and enjoy one of the Kempinski hotels. Luxury has really become about sustainability, and I know that we'll probably talk a little bit about that in a minute, but I think people really want to know that they can make a difference when they travel. They're not leaving a huge footprint. How do we marry that with luxury? How do we deliver that bespoke experience without hurting the planet and this is what guests are asking us mm -hmm. and I feel that's far more prevalent than it was pre-COVID. I think the other thing that's changed is the type of customer. We have seen a much younger customer enjoy Kempinski hotels. They will travel for business but then enjoy the pleasure of the destination and uh, we have such I think uh, wonderful lobby spaces, wonderful meeting spaces that they're using them a little differently than they were before. So to me, they would be the two big changes, you know, to do a sustainability, how are we addressing that, and also the profile of the customer and why they're coming. Very interesting, mm. very interesting. Um, moving to sustainability, mm. uh, and um, if it's possible, we'll touch upon that. Uh, this year on ATM, yes. that's the main theme. Fabulous, yes. Uh, uh, Dubai will be hosting uh, COP28 this year. So um, I have to say that hospitality industry in general made a tremendous efforts in the last 10 years to meet sustainability targets yes. and to be on the board with the, the global movement. Um, how do you see uh, the customers participating potentially through the loyalty programs mm. or through rewards in this effort? It shouldn't be only, only the owners shouldn't be just on the hotels yes. uh, to deliver the sustainability goals. I think customers are willing to participate. Oh, what absolutely. I mean, they ask us a lot of questions about, for instance, are we certified? Are we on earth check? Do we use sustainable and biodegradable amenities? Uh, who do we partner with? What do we believe in? I mean, I have guests and customers uh, that talk to me about the diversity of general managers, diversity of where we operate in the world. Uh, and, I, you know, I mean, I welcome this. And I think that... Well, we have actually uh, sent out an ESG report. We took it very seriously. We've set very real goals for our hotels to achieve. And now it's about educating. We have to educate our owners, educate our staff, and educate the guests, frankly. And then I think when guests know how they can contribute, they want to. Let me use our fabulous hotel, Kempinski Cancun in Mexico, You know, we have a beautiful program that is all about beach cleanup, about save the turtles, about understanding the Mexican culture and how they are contributing. It, it, you know, it's an unusual thing to ask Mexicans, how can you be more sustainable? And the guests are willing to participate in all three of these programs brilliant. that we're activating. Brilliant, brilliant. 
Congratulations on the launch of the Green Collection. Yes, wonderful. Uh, Through Global Hotel Alliance. Yes, uh, absolutely. So Global Hotel Alliance and Kimpinski yes. uh, launched this wonderful Green Collection uh, concept. Yes. I think it's one of the first ones in the right, field. Quite right. I think 14 Kimpinski hotels are part of the Green Collection. Well, I can update you. Actually, we have now over 30 hotels. We went carefully through the criteria. We take this very seriously. And so now we have uh, around um, more than a third of our portfolio and we're working on more. Brilliant. And can you just touch upon how how do you, obviously some of the hotel will be newer, it will have high standards. How can you proliferate the knowledge of achieving this green status with, through the other hotels? Yes. And how do customers can actually know that this hotel is more sustainable absolutely i mean look we want to be very transparent and honest we have a lot of work to do frankly i think everybody in our industry has a lot of work to do Um, but we have to set very clear targets we link that to how our general managers are judged within the complex of of our company we educate them and everybody who's associated with delivering on the promise and only by setting those milestones and then ensuring that we review them and we check them off will we be more successful. Uh, we are using case studies, best practices. We're also looking at outside our industry of hotels and hospitality to make sure that we're on the cutting edge and we know what can be achieved. So I think it's not inward looking, it's very outward looking. And I wanted to tell you, I'm so proud of our company We have a passionate head of our legal team who said, I am so very serious about this topic. I want to be the champion of sustainability within our company. And I don't know too many companies in the hotel world that could say their legal team and their lawyer, head lawyer, chief counsel is heading up the championship of sustainability. So it's a bit of a funny one, but I think it's very nice to hear that. It's great that... White team is on board. Yes, and, and there has to be passion around it. You know, I mean, we can force people, but that won't be the same as if they really understand why we're doing it and then we set the milestones and they want to do it. Brilliant, brilliant. Amanda, you're not only the chief uh, customer experience officer, <laughs> but you're also chief commercial yes. officer. Yes, so I try to be commercial. <laughs> With the with this um, recent sustainability push, uh, with and it will be continuing definitely for the decades to come. How do you solve the dilemma of uh, greater sustainability efforts, which definitely have additional costs, yes. and keeping profitability, yes. uh, keeping the operation uh, commercially sound? Right. How do you do? You think it's possible to marry sustainability and profitability? You know, I think that's really a big question, very complicated question. But I think it is possible. I mean, I think we have to continually challenge ourselves to do things differently. We have to be very wise about how we are filling our hotels, what kind of business, what amenities do they really want to receive, what services do they expect. It's. It, I think so often we introduce new things, but we don't necessarily analyse what doesn't need to be done anymore. And, you know, I, I think by listening to the guests, to the customers themselves, we will learn what is no longer necessary and thereby be able to move on and offer a completely different experience, which is sustainable, retain what they want, discard what they say they don't need, 
and I think that will be the journey that we continue to to learn and grow from. It will be it will be brilliant, and I think you know the recent uh, rise of the new technologies. Let's say chat GPT, artificial intelligence, the big yes. topics of 2023 big data yes. analysis can actually give the tools to the oh, hospitality yes. industry you know, to analyze. Um, it, it would be interesting to see whether more sustainable guests can receive more rewards. Yes, you why know. not? Yes, if I they think I'm going to take that <laughs> idea, actually. <laughs> so, so how, um, uh, how do you think, do you think this big data, uh, it will be a tool for you or it will be a little bit more of an obstacle, you know, with consumer? Oh, no, gosh, we really love data. We love to learn about our guests. We're very compliant with GDPR. We have to say that. You know, I mean, it's a huge topic. And I also want to say that as a shareholder and and founding member of Global Hotel Alliance, we very much partner with the Alliance to understand the trends and use the data wisely and appropriately. And, uh, you know, Global Hotel Alliance, with now 21 million members plus... Uh, how can we activate them? How can we use that data to drive our decisions? And this is where being part of such a big global alliance really benefits Kambinsky with our 80 hotels and and beautiful residences. Mm -hmm. So that's how we intend to move forward. I think artificial intelligence is so interesting. We're still investigating. We have wonderful partners who are talking to us about where it could add value. And we, again, are on that learning journey and very open to see where it fits in. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, If you had to look into 2024 and make one prediction for the maybe hospitality industry of Kempinski, what would be that? I tell you my one prediction or my one expectation would be let's never forget the human connection, the networks, the relationships. If we don't have that, our industry will not be the same. And I truly believe that by using customer data, understanding our partners and listening to our guests, we will be able to deliver just as well in future years. There will be challenges and hiccups, but I believe we'll triumph. It is emotional. Yes, it's an emotional connection, I tell you. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Um, As a part of Jello tradition, um, with the uh, heads of the companies, we always ask three uh, more fun uh, personal questions. Okay. Um, the first one, um, if you had, and maybe you have, one million coins, <laughs> where would you spend them? If you have, if you could do anything you wanted. Yes. Uh, well, funnily enough, um, we flyers, frequent flyers, we do love our points and our also hotel alliances and all things. I tell you what I would do. I would go on a week-long cruise to the Galapagos. I absolutely think that is just the most beautiful place to be. And in theme, funnily enough, because sustainable, Galapagos. That's where I would go with a million points. Interesting. That's, I, I can only envy you. <laughs> uh, the second question is about um, customer experience mm-hmm. and the loyalty program. If you had a magic wand yes. and you could invent any and invent and implement any feature of the customer experience or loyalty program, what would you add? What it will be? I think I would absolutely love to have what I call real-time knowledge, real-time data. Because, you know, let's face it, there's so much information that we gather. It needs to be processed. It needs to be analysed. And finally, the funnel comes down and then we get to make some decisions. If we could do that more quickly for our guests, 
if we could do that on real time, I think that would be a real game changer. I can't agree with you more. Yes. Because predictive analytics, oh. you know, they get old, uh, stale very yes. soon. Yes. I think we're heading in that yeah. direction. I like that we have sometimes that instant connection with guests through WhatsApp and other means, but on a larger scale would be amazing. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, you are CCO of the very large company with years of experience. If you had a chance to give advice to the younger Amanda, oh, yes. who was just starting in the industry, uh, about uh, hospitality, loyalty, rewards, consumer experience, what that advice would be? You know, I think my advice would probably be, now to the young Amanda, I would say, read more, absorb more, question more, be more curious. <laughs> That's what I would say. I think I've learned that over time. I think to the young people that are growing in their career uh, and, you know, are looking ahead and they're very excited about what's forward for them, uh, I will be really transparent and say, pick a partner, a person that champions you whether you're a man or a woman, it doesn't matter, a partner who understands your mission and your drive and let them come along on the journey with you. You will be way more successful if you can find that partner and that person for you in your life. That's that's absolutely wise. Yes, it's true. Thank you so much for your pleasure. time. Pleasure. It's, it's a pleasure to have you and we hope to see you next year. Oh, thank you for asking me and I really appreciate the conversation.